0: Thank you very much. It's really great opportunity. I know I was supposed to be there um, to give this in person, but I think it might be actually, believe it or not, better because maybe more people can join and uh, less trouble for all of us. Hopefully, this will be as effective as uh, we would have uh, wanted it otherwise. I thank uh, Rahul. Uh, we met a couple years ago, and I uh, They've been watching this activity of Srijan uh, Foundation. Uh, it's been wonderful to uh, talks very many, many times. Wonderful talks, and uh, it looks like I was working out uh, the kind of discourse you want to have, uh, particularly about uh, Indian uh, ancient as well as modern issues as they relate to the world. And uh, hopefully, my presentation will shed some more light towards your goal. NRI means non resident indians which basically in in philosophical terms it means um, you you're not in your area of comfort you have get, gotten out of your comfort zone and um, and in india in abhi uh, ka और आयोध्या के पास और अभी मैं जाता हूं तो लगभग 90% टाइम मैं अपने गांव पाता हूं और उससे मुझे बड़ा बड़ी प्रेरणा मिलती है और वहां की भाषा में अभी आप क्योंकि कोरोना की वजह से बहुत सारी माइग्रेंट वर्कर्स और तरह तरह की चीजें लोग बोल रहे हैं वहां पे जब लोग कोई अपना गांव it is known that the country is one of them, but able to see things differently, and not only what the person is, but also what the person looks back at oneself, because you start seeing many things. I had, uh, when I travelled first time to Delhi, uh, I had this experience, and uh, and a lot of things uh, actually still are very fresh in my mind. And the same thing happened when I left India 37 years ago, uh, and and lived in now live in the United States, um, and in various parts of la- United States. And you know, it, it, my own uh, stages of life, uh, changes, experience, changes these things. Of course, there is a, a NRI Day in India. That was started by the Prime Minister of India um, when uh, Atal uh, Bihari Ji was Atal Bihari was the the Prime Minister, and that is uh, celebrated on around the days that Mahatma Gandhi came in January. January ninth was his um, his return, and so it's around that time and our day is, is celebrated. Uh, the the more intriguing question is whether ram and krishna also can be considered nris so if if you look at my uh, my initial uh, definition of nri it means pardes it means it's you leave, leave your area of uh, of residence and um, our comfort zone philosophically speaking then you are an nri so in that sense uh, sri ram uh, left ayodhya and through various uh, travels and travails he ended up in in uh, Sri Lanka at one time and the story is known to uh, everybody and uh, I consider him an R.I. because he he described Ayodhya uh, when he was in in Sri Lanka and uh, he called Janani Janma Pumissi Swargadapijariyasi so that is that the the mother and the motherland is is uh, better than the uh, that the people might call swarg or our heavens, and the story is different. He was detached uh, very much from the very beginning, and uh, and he left many places. He left the place of his birth to uh, go to uh, Yodhya, um sorry Yasoda and and. Uh, and nanda baba in uh, in uh, in when when he was born in mathura and and he went to uh, gokul but then he also again traveled back to mathura then from mathura he he traveled back to his gurukul where he studied and then he from there when he started actually uh, being in mathura and he was never a king of course uh but he eventually uh, moved to Dwarika and from Dwarika it's important thing is that he still uh, looked at Mathura as a as an important area of his work again I, it's not the time or place to talk about details about that but the point is that he was when he was um, outside uh, of his uh, residence initial residence uh, he worked from there for that land and in in various ways his perspective was a little bit different than and Ram's perspective but nevertheless they both worked for the same land and Gandhi did the same thing and several times um, I've traveled from my village to my Bajar uh, (coughs) which was only a mile away when I went sixth grade and that looked like I was really I mean the same experience as I went to America and from uh, from my marketplace middle school to high school uh, that was district place it was a major major shift in my life and a lot of my experiences come from there, and then from, of course, district place to Delhi, and from Delhi to United States. So this, this is I have gone through several steps of being uh, the virtually an NRI, and so many of my ideas are from there. And uh, what I want to emphasize here, here is a a a, a topographical visualization of what be might call something that you see far away, you know, far sight, you know, you you see the how your sight is. When you see this is moon, beautiful, isn't it? Um, When you look at from there and actually this is a view of Earth from the uh, from the moon. And I, as you can see, the moon is really not that beautiful when you really look at very closer, close up. And of course, this is uh, the moon landing, and then you know the, the view of Earth from moon. It looks beautiful either way. It depends on when you start seeing things far, this happens. Uh, this is the, the view of Earth as if it's changing uh, these phases again, from moon. so. Um, I want to make some points out of it. one one is the farsightedness is of course generally is viewed in English as something that you see far away, you know, to be able to forecast, uh, foresee things, and you know with your wisdom and experience and other thing. but then another one which I want to uh, emphasize here is also is from far also, the farsightedness from far. so I'm trying to emphasize from where I am i'm I'm far from. Uh, the motherland, the place I was born and I grew up, and the way that I think they see India. And one of the things that I want to let out early on many, many, many uh, intellectuals, civilizations uh, from thousands of years and to modern time also consider India to be the motherland. Uh, population genetics also says most of the world is come through India. They may have started in Africa, but they have come through India. The language and everything. So, in the, in a very figuratively way, we are everybody looking at India from far away, and that is the emphasis, the emphasis I wanted to make. Uh, normally, people think far-sightedness means what you see in the future, but I'm I'm saying here from the, from a distance. So, uh, near-sighted is normally rough and tough, and, uh, and 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 an example would be the same moon that looks beautiful actually this is in a smithsonian i visited there and i mean look at that just a piece of uh, stone a very rough you know in in india particularly i think the rest of the world also there is a, a saying uh khas uh, karke kisi ki sundarta ko they try to explain kabhi ki chan jaisa kisi and if you I literally had this experience because i went with my family and I told my wife that if i said that your face is like this i don't think you will you will be very pleased so it's very important the beauty and the, the thing that we see from uh, from far away is uh, there is a some uh, grain of um, factual uh, fact checks in there uh, what we are making it what what we we look at it so there is one way so when you are far away, I, you, I'm not seeing all the, the problems or whatever that thing is locally happening, and lo- which is obviously rough and tough. And also then consequently, people are not able to see it as beautiful as other people are able to see. The other is farsighted this of course, beautiful. The other thing is also it's very important to see. It's more complete because when you are very close, it is very difficult to see uh, everything. But if you are far away, you can, you can have uh, that view which is more complete. And finally, it also is not only complete, but it is in the context of others, which is where our perspective again. I'm seeing the rest of the world and how they see uh, India, and how I see India, and how I can go back and forth. So I have, you know, I'm just trying to explain why I have uh, worked in this uh, area, and how I look at things a little bit differently sometimes not necessarily in congruence with people who are otherwise very knowledgeable and and ex-scholars and and practitioners and other things so sometimes we have some differences and the differences are only from this perspective so um now the indian system that we have been talking about and many, many of us obviously know very well now how that is looked at from the faraway place other than people like me who may be having experience. So as an example, this is the news of May 12th, 2020. Yoga that has been considered internationally is very helpful. Science as well as um, uh, health uh, professionals have uh, certainly given a thumbs up to this. But then there are problems. The hundred five past pastors wrote to the high schools, and they succeeded stopping yoga. And and there there is a, a, a this this is very important to understand how the world operates. So they they call here the endorsement of yoga is violation of First Amendment's Establishment Clause. This is First Amendment of the American Constitution which forbids government from picking a religious winners and losers and enforcing its choice. And holy hell to finally get it. Uh, this is the article saying. But then the, the next sentence says, without question, Eastern religion is a practice in conflict with the vast majority of those in our region. Again, talking about this, whether from Judeo-Christian traditions or otherwise. So this is constitutional thing that being uh, used, enforced according to law, and that has been actually taken to courts in the past in this country, and and that courts say that, you know, in 1995, for example, U.S. Court of Appeals, you um, know, talks about self realization fellowship, which is um, Paramahansa Yoganand's organization, that Hindu yoga is spiritual tradition as a religious tradition in, is what de- described as a religious tradition. And even TM of Mahesh Yogi is also considered as a religion. And so if you combine these two, then there is a a very different look at uh, what yoga might be and what yoga might be perceived by some others. But when it comes to the institutions, this is what happens. So I now want to go back to this slide. Now, if that is the case, if that is the case, then look at, uh, some of the, the Christian ideas, which is, we need to see whether that is, how, how is that being taken care? So according to the, the Bible, Genesis, the God said, let there be light and there was light. And that was the first day. That's why it is called as Sunday or Raviwar. Raviwar is, you wouldn't find this actually in ancient India. This is, this is a new adaptation in India from whatever I have been able to check. Now second day is also got called the dome sky and there was evening and there was morning and that's the second day because actually there is a uh, it, it talks about the, the water being divided between uh, earth and heaven which actually believe it or not has an effect because of moon. So that's why they uh, call it Monday. And I wouldn't go through all of it. If you're interested, you can find it on internet. And then earth brought forth vegetation, plants, yielding seed. You know, it's all, all good good stuff that normally as a scientist, I will accept. That that's, uh, you know, I'm sure the vegetation came and then he, the animals came and, you know, so on and so forth. But the important thing is that, that in it, how it was described in a religious book to so the third day and then there is the sixth day, I, I skipped the fourth and fifth day where God saw everything that he had made and indeed it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day and the seventh day. God finished the work and he had, he had done and he rested on the seventh day. That is the concept of weekend. Now there is no other uh, reality anywhere in any astronomy, astronomy, astrology or any of, uh, of any kind that you divide the days or the years in weeks other than this and this is just a religious concept this is totally just concept it comes from bible so why not somebody question that because you know there is a, obviously any and not only of course america the rest of the world is india also believes in it uh they they, they practice this And that will be the the true question of whenever you selectively applying certain ideas, for example, to yoga and calling it religion, then here is totally religion. You're following the weeks. There is no way, no region to follow the weeks. There is no region to actually follow any of this other than something natural, which happens perhaps in India. I generally talked about the moon and the moon phases. Or when my mother who was illiterate, she could see moon and tell which tithi is that. Actually, she was so good. And my daughter recently con- confirmed here when my mother was here for some time, a few months. And uh, my my daughter, uh, oldest one, had tested her when she said, I can tell you the, the, what is time right now looking at the sun. And my daughter uh, recently told me that uh, she, she was correct in within five minutes, within, within five minutes of, of space. So natural living is better. So why uh, have this artificial idea? And once you accept this artificial idea, what I, which is what I'm trying to emphasize here, once you have an idea, a framework has been accepted, then there is no way, no matter how much you try to do. I mean, of course, Indians have already made it, Raviwar, Somwar, Mangalwar, you know, This is just a compliance. This is not a, a, a originality. There is nothing original in there. It's just Indians have. And this may be the cause of what uh, Indians have uh, done. And this is where maybe uh, uh, NRI view, which is from far away may have some, some value. And, um, so I want to go to another concept, which is the concept of trilogy or Trinity. They use both of them in the Western world. And then they have the God, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. These are the trilogies that, you know, we know what God is an invisible, but the father is visible, at least to the son and, and the Holy Spirit goes to the father or conveys to the father only through the son or the prophet. That's the concept there. Are, I, I, the only reason I wrote this book, this, put this book here, knowing God is that people have been written, right? I don't even know. I haven't read this book. It just talks about the trilogy and then knowing Jesus, God, the father and the Holy Spirit. Uh, through the Old Testament, somebody had described that uh, similar thing is, of course, in India, there is a trinity and this trinity concept is, of course, the Brahma, Vishnu, Mahesh, and it's, it's very important that Brahma, Vishnu, Mahesh also have something that is invisible, which is the Sais Nag, means Sakti, na, Sais means left, whatever is left. And those of us who may have paid attention to two things. One is the physical world. Is only 10% visible, 90% is dark energy. Also, it so happens that our brain only ni- 10% is active. The 90% of the brain we don't know what it does. So that, but here is a concept which is maybe equivalent in in some sense. There is a trinity, but here um, uh, the ideas are very different. Of course, there is a creator, there is a destroyer, and there is a preserver. This is a kind of simple way, but if in in um, and then you know again, I don't mean to. Uh, 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 promote the Hindu Trinity book of Devodat uh, Patnaik. Actually, there is a lot of controversy about his book uh, and his explanations. But I just wanted to it's just so equivalent that people are doing this kind of studies. And, but the, the real philosophical meaning of this Brahma Vishnu Mahesh and of course, origin of that also, there is a story behind that, which really is a story of a uh, Shakti or, or it's called Adya which is a, a woman uh, feminine uh, form of Shakti that creates these, but I wouldn't go into detail of that, but only want to tell that in these, the philosophical concept of that is that the Vishnu is the Lord of of the causal world. And then Brahma is ca- the Lord of the subtle world where the creativity occurs. And Siva is the, not a destroyer, but he's the, he's the, the Lord of the uh, the physical world or Stool Jagat, which and there anything things get born, and of course anything that gets born gets destroyed. It has nothing to do with His destroyer, but he's, He presides over that. And this, all this, the the causal, the subtle, and the physical, is in us, in each one of us, and so we have direct connection to all these things exist in within us and that's that this direct connection versus apparently what the way it is practiced is through um the the holy spirit by the way is if, if you really uh, read more and learn more about it it means it's the most powerful and it will reflect uh it gives power to every everything else so the I mean, when I'm what I'm going to uh, do now is try to compare this system to the system that we have for governance in India and in the whole world. In the in the name of democracy, is that these three branches are there: the executive, and judicial, and legislative. The uh, part of the legislative is representatives, which is means people, and judicial is only interpretation of that. Representation for the executive. So it actually people are missing in this in this governance. Believe it or not, then everybody everything has been just uh, delegated. So you have legislatures who are supposed to be getting power from the for the people. Of course, every everything else executive gets power from the people and judiciary gets power from the people. So it's equivalent to people. And in in the, in the Western world, is, the Holy Spirit is supposed to be the most powerful and gives power to the son and the father. And um, and so this is reflected in their system of governance. And this is the system of governance we have adopted. And so there is no way there is no way you will be able to bring what may, we might call as the concepts of Ram, Krishna and Gandhi. Now, we know we, we think we know about Ram Krishna. But we probably not from this perspective. But you know Gandhi, and he was very much opposed to this system. And what he was proposing was uh, called as Ram Raj. And he was talking about Gramraj, basically empowering the people and let people directly be responsible for that because there is no question of um, delegation. And the delegation idea comes from this. Conceptual trilogy or trinity of the best, which they have been able to put in their system, and we have adopted, and then now we want to force fit this in there. It does not matter whether it's a bhajpa or is Congress or Communist or whosoever. As long as you have the system, you have to force fit it. And force fitting creates a lot of stress, a lot of inferiority feeling, and that is major cause, what I feel of India uh, was not able to, to get where it, th- it thinks it needs to get. The, all the efforts that uh, Srijan Foundation is doing, all the effort maybe I am doing, or many, many of you who are in the audience I know of are making our own efforts to bring the Vedic philosophy. And it is not getting there. And it is not getting there, in my opinion, is primarily this. Because you have this whole calendar for it that you, know, you have weekly, you have weekends, and you think that's really the best way to do things. I have a lot more opinion about these things. Obviously, I want to go ahead and, and say a few examples and, and, and discuss those things so that you can see my, my thoughts uh, moving forward. But on this itself, how and why and um, where we need to do and who needs to do this is, is, a, is a humongous task. And fortunately, of course, region foundation uh, took this step a few years ago, as we did here in the United States, started with the Center for Indic Studies or, or various uh, programs, uh, World Association of Vedic Studies uh, was established in 1996. And many other efforts have been going on uh, of different um, personalities, whether that's Paramahansa Yogananda or Mahesh Yogi. They all brought all this. These efforts are going on, but ultimately it has been precipitated. Um, Rahul Devanji that uh, even though I feel uh, a, a little disappointed that I'm not there in person, but I also can tell you that this thing that is called coronavirus has brought a new perspective, a new way of uh, reflecting at ourselves. And so it, it, has, it makes better meaning today for what I wanted to say earlier. Now, I think that would have been more skeptical about what, what I'm saying today, hopefully you will see uh, in a more positive light that this is something that we need to consider. So i already discuss this. Now I want to, uh, this coronavirus thing, and you can see people here, um, it was unthinkable. You know, it was unthinkable. I, I visited India in February and I saw some people having a mask and it was looking like funny. But now actually it's the entire population, at least those who can afford. And once they, they venture out, they have put this mask. And this kind of, you know, interesting, uh, I, I you know, that you see this, what happened, uh, the, the banner Sena also used to put masks. And I, I I would like, I'm just curious. I don't know, obviously, but I want to to emphasize that banner does not necessarily means Bandar or monkey. Banner means the people from Ban. And they may have been putting a mask because, you know, this is very, Common even even today in in America, they have mascots which all of them are animals, and uh, that doesn't mean they're really animals you know maybe um, a thousand years ago sorry a thousand years from now, people might actually think that they used to have animals roaming around their football field, but that's not the case so this is kind of a eerie uh, similarity that you see and and then of course you you see this where these are very powerful so i you know uh, i am afraid and I'm, <laughs> i i do not want people to misread it the corona is has created Banar Sena. but in in a very figurative way it may have and so this the people who are joining hands together thinking about it reflecting back on them everybody is working from home home is becoming very important Everybody's going back to village, village becoming very important. And so some of these ideas are more acceptable if we were to to talk about them. And only in that sense, I'm trying to make this this point. I uh, did uh, write a book from this perspective, basically collection of my thoughts on various issues over a period of time. And that book's name is a different take. An NRI view of India in the tradition of Ram Krishna and Gandhi. As you can see, I have put Ram Krishna and Gandhi right here on top. And of course, there are others, you know, Jay Prakash Narayan, Pandit Nehru, Ambedkar, Paramhans, uh, Yoganand, and of course, Swami Vivekanand. These are all, they're all the wisdom thoughts came only when they went outside because they could look at themselves, their own, both in physical terms, in subtle sense, and also in the terms of. The, the causal world, and depending on who was able to go how far. And so they were able to see the trinity of Indian ideas. And that's what they brought. I hope that this book uh, sends some reflection on some of those thoughts. Not necessarily I have tried to write this as a history, but as a observation of what is happening and how we can look at those in a different way. And those different, some of those ideas are the very highly quoted uh, one from Mahapunasad that says, normally people know Vasudhayu Kutumakam. We have the great idea of Kutum Kutumakam. But actually the, the whole um, slok is, I am Bandhurayam neti ganana lagucheta saam. Udharacharita naam basudhayu kutumakam. It says, I am Bandhurayam. You know, these are our brothers and these are our it's not only even it's me versus others. Actually, in, in the Hitopades, uh, it says, uh, I am nijah Paro sam." You know, they had changed a little bit, which means me and others. So that has come down. And what you see today in the world and what you see in the world, when I say the world of village versus the world of cities, where everybody has become me and you. But in villages still is we there are there are some references that in the villages again i'm coming from, from village वहाँ hindi mein bolne pe aapko samajh mein zyada aayega kyunki to wahan pe agar koi aata hai rishtedar bhi aata aap hamare mitra hai agar aap hamare yahan aate हैं aur koi कोई sa khet kiska to ye idea even we do not call only our brothers, and sisters, our sons, and daughters, but we consider everybody to be a Puna. And that is the concept, will not be done unless we go back to that kind of, at least, Darsenic group. Say, we have to go there. And then we have to see the practical uh, of that. So, that idea comes from a practical idea, it still uh, comes from from the village. Yeah, this is what I was saying. I, I am Nijah Paro Karana Lakshayat Sam Udar Charita This is a different story and this is very important to know who is saying this. In this story, it is say, said by the who wanted to eat the deer, Chitrangad. So when we say Basudhay Kutumukam, who is R.B., R.B. saying either Chitrangad or the, the deer or R.B. saying the jackal or the hyena. If you are if you are saying uh, uh, and you are a really a deer, then you're just going to be eaten up, and that's very important for for us to know. So even our own ideas, like I said, you know, this is this is all. This thing is coming only because some of us see it from far away, and we see in the context of others how other people look at these things. Now, so the, I want to come to democracy, which is. Uh, touted, of course, everywhere in the Western world, and is also lauded in India because the largest democracy in the world. The current democracy is why not for us, while why is for others. <clears throat> they have literate populations, populations educated, habits critical, which is very critical to democracy. Um, uh, I wouldn't go into detail, but Thomas Jefferson's idea that uh, it is very important that people get educated. Educated means educated for their uh, system and there is a small population with minimal linguistic diversity relatively speaking and they are comfortable standard of living and uh, diminished status anxiety they do not have that whereas what we have a large amount of illiterate educational system and when i say illiterate doesn't mean i mean illiterate doesn't mean that they are not wise i'm just you know the system that we have put in place which is the, the western system educational system geared towards creation of an obedient class You know, get certificate, get uh, some kind of uh, job or service. Um, Service is kind of nice way of saying that you are a slave. Uh, Huge linguistic ethnic diversity and poverty creates a status anxiety and diminished mobility. And when uh, you have the the mobility of of people like migrant workers, then eventually you see what happens to them. Nobody cares. So um, ultimately, the idea if the world is being run by economic systems. And I just wanted to say a little bit about the economics, and because I will d- discuss this a little bit more in Indian context. And in that one, the word actually oikos was the basic unit of society in, in most Greek s- states. And just basically means household, management of household. And that's why household is very important. House One's house is very important. Um, There is a there are the Vedic views and some of you are better scholars about these things than I am Is that you have to have considered that the household as a unit? that you have to consider village as a independent and um, with full power unit That's it. That's all it needs to be done So of course we have then free market economy. We have capitalistic market economy socialistic Communistic and, you know, STEM economy, which is, you know, science, technology uh, and mathematics. That, that kind of technology, which is, which is based on today's world, that, you know, everything has to be done based on tech. And that is, these are the ideas are being sold directly. You know, everybody has bought this idea. If you are educated in India, you must know about GDP and, and GNP and world population and, and whatever is happening in the world, uh, technology and other things. That is what is sold to you. And I wouldn't describe go into detail of how the the corporations really work on the brain, and that includes in social media, and how that is brain is fed to sustain their system, and the consequences that the uh, the planet is in big trouble. And again, yeah, this is not a point to describe it here, and just wanted to just demonstrate show it that you know this is very very important. We are in in dire. Um, situation right now, as you can see in Delhi and all over the world, even right now, not only Corona, but whatever the the different kind of cyclones or earthquakes are uh, almost pervading everywhere. Even here, the weather has changed, weather pattern has changed significantly from last year. So the <clears throat> Gandhi's idea, Earth Sastra is, uh, you know, uh, it's translated Earth Sastra uh, Chanakya is translated science of politics, but he clearly is not like that. <clears throat> Gandhi's idea was limited industrialization, avoid machines, small scale, avoid laws. You know, just don't need to make laws because there is a history of laws. Why hist- laws are made the way they are made and the way they are um, enforced. And you have to make organic production, limited consumption and spiritual enlightenment was Gandhi's idea. These concepts to try... Uh, some of my ideas uh, that I have, again, based on, mostly based on my experience and a little bit of reading. Distribution of not wealth, but wealthy. Distribute wealthy people so that they, they are directly in touch with people who need and whatever they want to do. Uh, you create a narrative from local perspective. You know, Deswasi versus citizen. You know, I would like uh, a, a PIL to be filed in the in, in Indian Supreme Court saying that who described everybody a citizen when people didn't live in the city, um, especially in 1947, 90% of people lived in, um, in, in villages. Why not call everybody, a uh, you know, Gamar or, or Dehati or something like that? I mean, they all have a lot of really great meaning where the Gamar words comes from Gaon, Gaon words come from Gram, Gram comes from Griham, Griham comes from some, something that involves everything. So this comes back to the economics. But citizen is not the way we have just accepted that. Same thing about education, local diversity and, and entrepreneurship. And, you know, growth versus stable. You know, Sanatani is stable. Whatever is is that's sustainable. So and GDP versus consumption, need-based products and discourage business of education, health and food and freedom of family. Families should be free, not, you know, be the way the, the system is working where nobody is free and families are the ones who suffer most. And so these are the universal, universal values that um, uh, independence, freedom, equality, Satya and Ahimsa as tools. And political values should be Ram Raj and Gram Raj. And personal values should be self sacrifice. These are Gandhi's ideas after he has gone into the world. And then he in wrote in his hind uh, Suraj many of you obviously know it very well. He's been very, very harsh on, on people uh, in, in, the, in, the, in terms of education. In terms of lawyer who himself was a lawyer, it says promoter of his strife and enslavement of the nation, that's the lawyers, and that's, those are the ones who are, who are running. you know they are the own legislature and the judicial system that I was talking about. that is the, the prophets. They act as the prophets of, um, of God, which is the executive branch. So I'm again not going to go into too much details, except to just point out how the, my observation about villages is there is the least amount of bribe, least amount of black money, least amount of corruption, least amount of pollution, least amount of unsustainable behavior, least amount of dowry, that's believe it or not. Most people, educated people think dowry does happen in villages. That's not a least amount of uh, almost nothing. No female feticide and least at uh, the best gender ratio. And when the cold seat Leheri jawati hai, to so jo people who die, they don't die in the villages. Because villages, people, they know each other and they take care of each other. So anything, if if you really put this in any country, if it was a country, a village was a country, you would like to live there. And what we have right now is not the system that allows us to do that. And what we have a system is that we have divided people. This is just an example of Hindu, Muslim, Christian. But, you know, the amount of resources you need in, in this to run the system is humongous. And there is so much opportunities of black money, corruption, bribe, all these things happens because we have divided. If you really keep going up and eventually in when we do things, then you need least resources because people just see you and something like Ram Raj idea came because Ram just did it. He just did it. What he believed in, he was, he was the, oh, aise bhakte, ther, the truth was enforced and lived in his life and that's why it is important now the the, the, the wealth of joint families again i would not go into details uh, it was some something that uh, ramesh diwan professor ramesh diwan in this country uh, had uh, written a book and uh, about this and gandhi he was a gandhian and he talks about you know how the joint families can become a very big uh, addition or or support system for uh, having the wealth and wealth doesn't just mean the only money and in that one uh, material wealth versus relational wealth is what he he, he talked about a relational wealth that was uh, coined by professor ramesh divan and he talks about underlying principle of love caring and sharing with others intangible and expression of spiritual living in the company of blood relations or friends but versus whatever you have seen today Believe it or not, no matter how much wealth somebody has, ultimately you have gone back. Corona has reminded us we have gone back to uh, to this system of of the the relations. And going back to families, nobody is camping out, staying in shelter, in offices, everybody going home. And the people who are from villages, they're going back to to, the villages. I'm going to skip some of these discussions here. Only thing I want to say that Uh, This is a study that was published in 2003 in Nature that shows that the number of people per household is going down and number of household going up, which means exploitation of the nature. And that is not, you know, this is something that was uh, published in a book that I edited in 2011. Uh, Those of you may be interested more. There are several good chapters that includes uh, that some of the data that I talked about joint family. And the joint family is very important. Even in today's world, believe it or not, in, in for medicine, you know, elderly people, they have less dementia, they better, they get better cure if they live in a joint family that compared to nuclear family, the, how that some recipes about joint families, there is a obedience, you know, it's in my family, we live, this is our, our, um, Family right now, seventh generation living together, seventh generation living together. And my observations, these are really based on some of those uh, things that I have studied about my own family, that you have to be entrepreneurial all the time, and you have to be uh, making all the efforts. And then uh, ultimately, you need to uh, do your duties and have a sense of your responsibility. And then, you know, join family. There's not an issue when when you start thinking about me and mine, and then it becomes and there are so many other benefits communal living this idea cannot be lived unless you live with others when you were a child because you learn to live with others without having any fear, without having any greed without having any insecurity, without having any
1: uh,
0: selfishness because you would see everybody is working uh, good and that's why I think the system was there and you know this whole idea of once the, uh, that normally people talk about there is the idea of a Santan so, uh, tamit, sah the one who continues the system is the one santana. Because otherwise you have this putra putri tanay tanay tanaya means body, existence. and Hriday means you know by, uh, your uh, feelings. And Atmaja and atmaja, of course, is ultimate. That means your atma. And then only somebody becomes uttaradhikari. So that's a very different system than what we have. I just want to say that system is not just because Balram Singh has some experience, or I've been looking at my ancient um, sages ideas from far away and living in America and talking in English, uh, that makes like more effective. It's not because of that is science talking like that. Here is a paper that was published in, um, 2014, where they talk about social environment has an effect on your gene expression and your health and behavior. So. This is a great science. You know, if you ever want to call social science a social science, I always had problem with that. But now I accept that social science, but then social scientists, so-called social scientists, should also know science. They also need to learn that there is really a physical and there is a biological basis of what we are. And then you can evaluate what is the Indian system of life, whether it's village or the family or the husband, wife, or the, the the children what kind of uh system that they can have people here now in the west talking about social therapy you know where you are when you are sick and you're you're having some problems chronic problems you may be prescribed to go see your mother for three weeks that may be actually happening and that's something that is of indian now other thing is that do unto others written into our genes this is a pub- publication that came out in um, 2007, this is Nari regarding the publication, this is a report of the publication, New York Times, that they talk about that, you know, taking care of others, uh, being imp- empathetic to others is in our genes. And that's related to some study that happened in seven years later. And there are more studies that I said uh, uh, has, is happening right now. I I work with this Clostidium botulinum. And it, it, has, uh, it has evolved over. It, it started when there was no air. There was no oxygen. Air was there. There was no oxygen. And it has 15,000 higher uh, generation, fold higher generation than a human being. So this has evolved over a period of time. And anyway, I, I just wanted to give that uh, idea that even E. coli, which some, sometimes uh, people think is a problem, but a lot of times actually is in our body and it helps us. 88,000 fold higher generation. And so these are our ancestors and they take care of, there are more E. coli cells or bacterial cells, I should say, in our body than our own cells. We have about 40, 000, 40 trillion cells and we have 100 trillion bacteria in our body. If bacteria decides one day to leave. By the way, viruses also. There are hundreds of trillions of viruses in our body also. It's just not the corona is not here. But the point is that this is, these are our ancestors. They, they one day they decide to leave we will not be existing. The creation of ethos now talking about what do we do if, we, if democracy is not the way to do it because it messes up everything, it messes up economy, it messes up society, then what do we do? So we create, decentralization, leave to the regions of task of governance and governance of even health. Ayurveda says that everything that you, if you get a disease, the, the medicine is locally available in the plants. And there is a theory and there is good science behind that. Personalized virtue. A king must study the arts of man-making. You know, this should be that high uh, self-reliance. Of course, you know we are talking about self-reliance. So society to have right to create it. Those who contribute to society have the right to create it. So it should be from there, bottoms up, and with that that kind of ideas. And the task of spies must be must be to go among the people. You know, not sitting on the computers and doing all kind of equations. And algorithms, and equality—all are held accountable equally. That's what call is called equality. You know, I have been—I've been, I've been uh, doing some survey. um uh, Equality versus equality, uh, equitability versus equality. I've been doing some survey, uh, just informal survey, asking people whether, uh, as a mother or as a father or as a professor, what do they think their right is more important or responsibilities? And I have heard, either same or. More responsibilities, but you have never seen a, 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 a protest around cities or anywhere where people are protesting that they need to get their responsibilities. Everybody only protests for rights. There's something wrong. So we need to think about freedom. Freedom of, from and to. That we need to understand. Then only we can create the system. These ideas are the ideas of Mahatma Gandhi. These are not my ideas. These are Mahatma Gandhi and Prakash Narayan. Both of them had. Um, so much role to play in Indian society. And I would just want to maybe finish with this last uh, part of uh, my my presentation. will take in just a few minutes. Is that is this, this is a Vedic view. This is compatible with, with Vedic view, in which you have Vedic society that was created as a Praja. And it has a Barna and I know a lot of people don't like it because they don't understand, or they don't uh, want to practice it because there's so much uh, enamored by the, the system that I told earlier that uh, that has been in in um, practice, uh, at least for the last few hundred years. SILP car, actually the word SILP, I wouldn't go into detail, but uh, at least you can see it. these are the architect and artifiers. but SILP is actually more encompassing than just this. And I can tell you one thing that anything that happens from birth to death, including marriage, the in the villages. These people, the Lohar, Kumhar, Badhay, they have a huge role to play. They actually come to bless people, the couples, because they are the people who are in that situation to do that and they have an influence of that kind. Rather than what we have in in OBC, ST, ST, all this division, of considered sudras are considered somehow lowest and Brahmins are considered somehow highest. It is not something that was created in the Vedic society. It's not like that. Or I, I give you one um, example of my little reading of Sanskrit, which unfortunately, with 17 universities in India on Sanskrit, not a single report has been on this. Chaturvarniyam, Maya, Srishtam, Guna Karma, Vibhagasa. This is clear. The four varnas were created by me, means, you know, the Bhagavan Krishna is saying this in the Bhagavad Gita, based on your gunas and karmas. But then the, the line that you know is in chapter 18, where it describes what Sudra is, it describes what Brahmin is, describes what Chattri is, what describes what Bhasi is, and then at the end it says Paricharyaatmakam Karma Sudrasyapi Subhavajam. Says Paricharyaatmak means to to uh, serve others it is the the nature of uh, Sudras. But it also says Api means also its Sudra also has this nature, which means the the Baish, the Chattri, and Brahmin also have this. Their, their nature is to serve those who, who but most of the time, not more, all the time, any, any book that we have found so far uh, only talks about that Sudras will be doing the service to others. That's not the case. Sudras also be doing the service to others. And Sudras, of course, includes me in it as a professor and the doctors and engineers and all the people that you can see, uh, they are still in a much better shape. And the reason we call Swami Vivekananda said, uh, said those people who do service and get uh, payment for it, they are all Sudras. And that is true. And so I consider myself to be Sudra. I just need to be a better one. And if you really look at that, you know, these Sudras are the, the one who get to the Brahma, Prabha, Prajapati. And many people, including right there, Vishnu last name, Prajapati, last name. This is the concept that needs to be built up through education, through practice through understanding and should be the goal. And then only whatever we want to create at that point, we will be able to, but what we are doing, we have an economic, this in the middle, that says that at, well, there was a point um, around uh, 1800 or 1790 or so where India and China together, were having about half of the GDP of the world. India was having about a third of it uh, of the world. But now what, by the time we got independence, we were tiny. And even, even today, we are not a lot more than, than this. So this is an important um, aspect that we were able to run the economy our way. And then we had the history of you know, most advanced society. But what is the focus on right now? We are trying to not build the villages. We are trying to make only cities, smart cities. And then, of course, thanks to Corona, that idea has been uh, uh, taken care. But ultimately, you have to do the economic uh, activity. You have to use the, your culture to increase innate immunity in that part of the region why Indians are recovering better, because I think they have innate immunity. And then ultimately this will go away. But the question is, what are we going to be after this? And this is an opportunity of, in my opinion, for next nine to 12 months, where the Vedic perspective, if it is practiced, not by just talking and claiming, but by practicing, this might be able to, um, to happen. And, you know, this is a, a story written by Anjaik in The Guardian in 2018, I believe, um, where he said there are 600 million young people in India. They are going to change the world. And I hope that that happens. And the change the world may have, according to Yuga Cycle, again, I'm not going to go into detail, but according to uh, my, my calculation in Nilesuuk, I, I just saw he joining, is that uh, we are in, in the fourth stage of ascending Treta. This is according to Paramahansa Yogananda's guru, Yuktesar Guri. He had talked about the cycle. So we are in the fourth uh, uh, charan of the the ascending treta, which means we have about 900 years to go when when Satyajuk will come. So this is a time to change according to these calculations also. And to do that, I think Ram Raj and Ram's ideas and concepts and his behavior need to be looked at. I mean, most of you know it well. I just, only one point I want to make is that there was a Wall Street Journal did a, uh, a survey of Indian versus Chinese uh, entrepreneurs. And, and the first question was, why do you do this? And the Indians wanted to be their own boss, which means they want to be independent. They want to run things according to them. And they were inspired more by families compared to Chinese. And ultimately, they use their own jugar compared to uh, networking with the state that Chinese use. So I think this culture is still there. And the culture comes from this idea that whatever you say, that's what you do. And you consider others welfare better than yours. I think those are the two ideas that comes in in Ram Raj and if we are able to do that, I think we will go a long way. And there is no concept of right. I think I already mentioned it's only a concept of duty and there is no word, actually believe it or not for, um, the rights. There's no word in, in, in Hindi uh, or in Sanskrit say Adhikar and Adhikar word comes from, Adhi, car. Adhi means more. Car means work. So you do the work and you get uh, the benefit of whatever happens that you accept that. There is no concept of God in India. It's concept of Ishwara. And that through yoga, you know, going back to the yoga thing that I was talking about, through yoga only, you can become Ishwara. Because it, by practices Patanjali Yoga Sutra just says that when you become away and you can get rid of your rag and dwes and pap and pun the whole idea of pap and pun, you are you're not affected by it then you become ishvara and that you can practice that idea and uh, and and this is a very scientific idea and the indian constitution if there is a, one thing that is important in there is that the there is a, article 51a describes the, the fundamental duties it shall be the duty of every citizen of india to develop the scientific temper and what I'm talking about is a scientific temper. I hope I have been able to convince the scientific temper. Uh, if you look at the thing, Indian, uh, Indian uh, traditions from scientific perspective, and you will find that it is all, um, all in compliance. And so democracy divides, Prajatantra unites. And if we were able to do something like that, I think we will get somewhere. This is uh, my um, last, but probably one slide, where it kind of summarizes. To create harmony, knowledge and satisfaction, which is what is important for life, you need to go through this concepts of Ayurveda, Yoga, Indic tradition, Sanatana Dharma, which is based on sacrifice and self- selflessness. All these other things will be taken care on the side. They will be taken care. If this inner circle is good, the goal, this, the, the means, this, and what we really need to do is the sacrifice and, and selflessness and that will get us wherever we will get. and uh and that this is my last slide there is a woman behind every successful man this is very commonly said um there may be a man these days of course people are talking there may be a man behind every successful woman but there is always a mother behind every successful human being and i think we need to celebrate that motherhood in a very proper way and in today's world when everybody is now sitting at home education is starting more at home the mothers have to elevate themselves. See, it's not anymore just enough to make some food and and take care of them. You have to really educate them. And mothers used to be, are, are in Indian tradition, considered as the first teachers. And uh, I have learned that the first teachers, there is a label. The first teacher is gives the, the education to so introduces the second teacher, which is father. And the father gives education and gives uh, the, the third teacher, which is the guru, the third uh, uh, the second teacher finishes this when they call Upanayan or that uh, thread ceremony. Uh, that is when this is done. And then Guru's uh, uh, ultimate goal is to introduce one human being to the Brahm or the soul uh, Brahman. And then only you can call uh, yourself Aham Brahmasmi because you need to get to that label. And um, Abraham Lincoln said, everything I am or ever hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. This is uh, Abraham Lincoln, who is a great leader in America, and uh, I can say a little bit about my mother, um, who happened to visit me in India, and I was, I'm sorry, in America, and I was able to do some service to her, and uh, I can, I I dedicate my whole life, and all the understanding and and thinking uh, about uh, what I am today, to my mother, not because because she gave me birth, but I think I really learned from uh, her, who, who was illiterate, by the way, her behavior, her demeanor, her expectations, her silence, all that really has taught me so much so that I can see the world in different way. Thank you very much. I'm again, very sorry to have taken a little bit more time than I, it was allotted to me, uh, but I hope that um, uh, there will be some questions and I will be happy to answer them.
1: Uh, yes, uh, I have a comment and a question. So, which should I give you first, a comment or the question? Comment. Okay. So, uh, regarding the comparison of the Christian Trinity with the three dear, uh, great gods of Hinduism, I don't think uh, many Christians would agree with that because uh, you know the f- the point is that the Christian Trinity actually it is a product of two things it is a product of jewish messianism and it is also a product of greek platonism so uh, just comparing uh, these two uh, entities just because there are three components to each one would be you know rather simplistic so that is my mm-hmm. comment the other question is why should anybody uh, why should we most of all object when somebody says that yoga is an integral part of hindu religion I mean, regardless of the context, we have to accept that it is an integral part of you know, so many Sampradayas, including uh, Nastika Sampradayas, which recognize some of its practices. And in fact, Buddha no. himself learned at the feet of yoga teachers before he went on his mission. So why should we even object to the fact that they are actually acknowledging our intellectual property? Because this no. is a problem elsewhere, because uh, we are also complaining, at least part of our community is also complaining that, you know, people are not giving due credit to uh, Hinduism and Dharma in terms of its uh, gift of yoga.
0: Sure, absolutely. Wonderful question and comment also. I think, uh, of course, it is simplistic because it's just written in two slides. I do have a little bit more understanding, maybe not as much as, as many other people may have. The point is, uh, I'm a practical person. Being a scientist, I normally uh, b- bring it down to what really being practiced. You know, the, the, I, I think uh, there is no doubt that they have a great philosophy behind it, and you know, like I said, you know, that will be wonderful if everybody practices that. Same thing is true about uh, Hindus also. We have great philosophy, but ha- ha- we don't practice it either. So I'm. Um, it is my only uh, purpose was to to show that these two are there. And the, I wanted to say this uh, to, uh, in, in context of what you just asked the question. Why should we object to it? Uh, we don't object to it at all. We have, I don't mean to be, be, uh, be object that they consider this to be religion, but then also the, what the same rule should be applied to this. See what I'm saying? That's only the only thing. Uh, now, the third point I want to make out of that, I started a course in the University of Massachusetts, the only course I believe so far, which where yoga... Is taught as a science course. Actually, when I say science course, not that I as a teach as a science course, but university has accepted as a science course. Because it meets the science requirement every student in my university is expected to have at least three credit course in science. And so my course on yoga was accepted as a science course. Now I again coming from where I'm coming from as a uh, more of an experimental scientist person. I there is we know that there is a lot of conflict between religion and science historically. And so I'm when I say about religion, I'm only from that perspective. So I, I like to th- consider yoga to be more scientific, not as a religious. That is not to say that it is not coming from uh, Hindu, what we consider Hindu or Vedic. Of course, it's absolutely coming from. And uh, and I always start that. But the important thing for us to think is not just we get some currency but we get equitable currency. If they are going to object to this as a religion, then they whatever they consider as a religion also should be objected. That's all I'm saying, trying to say now, religion, a concept, whether Hinduism is a religion is also a acceptance of somebody else's definition because religion from their thing, you have to have a God in there. That's why I tried to say in yoga, this concept of Ishwara, which is translated as a God, but this is a very different concept. Isura is a very different concept than God, and that's why I, I I said what I said. So it is more of an intellectual label discussion here. In practical sense, absolutely, if they recon- they should recognize that it comes from Hindus, and I'm very proud to say that you know yoga is a concept that has been from Hindus. Of course, you know, it, it starts from Sun God and then comes to Krishna and Krishna uh, some, uh, to to Manu and then and the rest of the humanity. It is part of Hindu. There is no question about. Uh, about that, and I have no objection to that. So, I mean, I, I agree with you.
2: Myself, Rajkumar, I am uh, a assistant professor in Institute of Advanced Sciences and working mainly on uh, protein structure. And more, my, my main research is right now towards neuronal regeneration and synaptic plasticity recovery.
1: So, yeah.
2: with this brief introduction, I am also a uh, in charge of uh, developing some uh, educational program in at the Institute of Advanced Sciences. So me and Dr. Singh is continuously working on some pedagogical uh, approaches, how to introduce different educational system uh, uh, than the current, whatever the current is. So my question is that uh, you presented several, you presented several texts from uh, Vedic, and li- most of the time I heard uh, about their lit- literal meanings, uh, but there are some hidden meaning, and there is more explanation to that. And those are not very, as you said, not very much acceptable uh, to most of the people. So, what is what is uh, preventing us to accept the other view, and and how we can include that in? To our educational system, why why can't we say that uh, Sudras are also important? <laughs> uh, why we de- exclude them from so, our Sabarna system?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think there's a, of course very. Uh, I mean, we both work together, so we know. I understand where you're coming from. So I think yeah. I mean, I I it is very difficult. Uh, why we don't have all these things knowledge available and then explained properly. Uh, it, it's not a question of saying they are also. Actually, I mean, what I presented, what I see, they are the most important people. Sudras, so-called Sudras. A, how historically this has happened, I think we need to. I mean, that's part of this region. I'm I'm comparing with the West because West had vested interest, uh, all pun intended. Uh, West had vested interest in it because they wanted to control. And they have their, their culture comes from there. Again, this is not, again, just a human being because they, they don't have as much. And so they always look for somewhere where it is available. And so to rule uh, India and Indian mind, even today, intellectually, as you can even hear in some of the questions of, of the great scholars who are asking these questions, because it's still responding to them. We do not have our own. When we really have all the resources, I mean, this guy, uh, Jack Iron, uh, talking about 600 million youth. We, all we need to do is train them properly. And, you know, I want to tell you just one incident, uh, Rajkumar, about this. In 1998, I believe when the Pokhran happened, Americans uh, imposed put sanctions on India, economic sanctions. Six months later, I heard, uh, remember, reports, where in, Americans were approaching Indians to get their sanctions lifted. Why? Because they were suffering more. India is a perfect country of its own. Because there are so many cultures, so many languages, so many types of food, so many types of uh, products. So 95%, at least at that time, I read in the report, 95% of Indian uh, economy is self-sufficient. And if we don't consider the definition of what we are considering today, then it will be very different. I I didn't emphasize on this. It's like we have mental slavery. Uh, I, I, I briefly just had the slide, but I didn't discuss about this. Punch sila is a concept of Allah Nehru started, or at least used in international arena. That you wouldn't imagine that you know this is really Indian concept, but it is nothing. It's nothing can be farther from truth. He, he did not use either. I mean, the only thing true was punch, and even punch can be different meaning. But there was no sila. Sila is punch sila is the concept of Buddhism. That really talks about great thing that you should you do not uh, have violence, you do not tell lies, and you do not hoard things, and things like of that nature. You know, basically, it's the yamas in yoga. But there was nothing in that. But his name was used Panch Sila. Because we have this mental slavery that we have to somehow meet. If we have meet meet, we have to miss uh, name ours. Uh, in the more recent uh, Prime Minister Modi, who I have great respect. And I have a great respect for Jawaharlal Nehru also. First prime minister, I know a lot of people have differences, but I you know somebody is a prime minister, and you know a lot of things. I learned <laughs> reading some of his his uh, biography, uh, and so is Modi. I have great respect for him. But you know what is the the first thing they did? They came. Uh, they have a something called Niti Ayog. You know that was Yojana Ayog became Niti Ayog. Yojana Ayog or at least it meant the same. Niti Ayog is national institution for transformation of India. We we go and figure it out how did they hell how the hell they got this idea that now the Indian terms will be defined according to Western ideas? So this is a mental slavery, in my opinion. And but I mean not in demeanor, demeaning way. I don't I don't mean in demeaning way. I just think that the situation of us has created to this. Um, the situation just like Western world has uh, did what uh, does whatever they do based on my limited interaction with people of other said in the Western world, who also happen to be Ayurveda type people and yoga type people, more intellectual, more people who are otherwise maybe in, in, in the science and technology, uh, where we do research. When I talk to them heart to heart, they they have the same view as we. So the point is that, is there somebody who who can learn it better, learn from our uh, knowledgeable people in India, There are a lot of them, and uh, and then practice it and then present it. I think that's what is
3: really missing. Uh, You mentioned that in the University of uh, Massachusetts, uh, yoga has been recognized as a pure science field. So, uh, I wanted to understand more about it, or maybe a few references. I understand that given the limited time, we will not be able to cover much on this. But any any references or... uh, literature which can be used as a starting point uh, to understand uh, the way how things can be structured there.
0: Yeah, so um, that was a very good question. Uh, Relatively simple for me to answer because I started that. I was the director of center for Indic studies in the university for 15 years. I was the founding director until I took uh, retirement from there. And uh, we uh, offered a, a program, academic program as part of our center. Which is very unique because no other center had that and had proposed that. I, coming from sciences, had my interest in that uh, aspect. And so I be public, be, be, uh, proposed maybe 10 courses or something of that nature. I don't remember exactly how many are being run right now because I'm not there. But one of them was called Science of Kriya Yoga. And that's the Kriya Yoga was, I use it in the, not exactly just, you know, of course, it is part of Patanjali Yoga Sutra. Where, where they tapaswadhyayi isurparindhanani kriya yoga, but also there is some, some familiarity of kriya yoga here because of self religious fellowship. And but you know, I used also from scientific point of view because kriya yoga means something that happens, you know, whatever happens, and then we can see whether it's physiological or biological. And so we use it from that point of view and proposed it to meet the science requirements. Like I said, you know, there is in, in the university they have um. A requirement that every student must take a science course. So people take different kind of courses. There are science and environment, science and health. So I propose science of Kriya Yoga as the one of the uh, courses that meet that science requirement. And it goes through uh, committees, uh, uh, university committees, and dean and provost and others. It went through that, and um, and there is a syllabus. If you are interested, there is a syllabus that normally I give it to a student. There is a syllabus that I normally gave it to to the committee because committee needs to so, see how I'm meeting the science requirement, what sciences are being addressed into this. And I provided all that and I will be so happy to share with anybody and everybody. And those of, uh, people who, I mean, none of the students have had this course. Uh, those who are here, I, I can see some of the people who are, uh, who are listening to this, uh, including Rajkumar did not take that course. He did, uh, maybe take a class or so, or maybe sat in one of those classes. Um, but, the the well, i am i am offering right now that course i'm practicing that course not as a of course part of that university the university runs its own uh, every every year it runs once or sometimes maybe twice but i have been um, offering uh, as a practice online course because that was my course and i my heart is in it so i'm offering that course for biotechnology so maybe you will be more interested in that and to taking that course i think there are about uh, for five people on this uh, in, in in the audience who are taking that course and i am teaching it right now once a week because i am just trying to practice how to teach it online so far comes out to be very well and so i i will be happy to talk about that i think this that course yoga course in general i am just using Kriya yoga as a, as a generic term for yoga can be used to make scientists and the science much better and uh, and the people of, in, in every, every field is computer science or biotechnology or environmental science or whatever, I think it can be uh, associated and that will only help. So I will be more than happy to share with you. You, uh, you contact me offline. I think uh, Rahul, you has my email and other things and you will, I will be so happy
2: to, to interact with you.